Need extra money this summer? Once Upon a Child can help put cash in your wallet. Go through the closets, playroom, and garage. Do you have outgrown clothes, bikes, or strollers? Once Upon a Child buys your gently used kids' clothes, shoes, furniture, toys, and baby gear. They buy all seasons, all day, every day. No appointment necessary. Sell what your kids are no longer wearing or using to Once Upon a Child. Once Upon a Child in Jonesboro, off Mount Zion Boulevard, next to Close Mentor. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. International success coach and noted author, Constance Arnold, delivers life-changing strategies through her own spiritual practices, as well as with best-selling authors and experts that she interviews. Think, Believe, and Manifest is specially designed to empower your mind and words to work for you and to bring about a life you've been dreaming of. And now, here's Constance Arnold. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. And, of course, I am Constance Arnold, and today I am broadcasting from uh, summertime Atlanta, Georgia. So grateful uh, that you've made a decision to join me from all over the world today, from Africa, South Africa, from uh, Sydney, Australia, from Canada, from Brazil. I had an email from someone from Brazil this week giving a shout out uh, from Panama. And of course, all of my faithful listeners in the U.S., so grateful for you. Never take it for granted that you allow me to come into your home, uh, your devices, uh, your, your, your life, and your being every week. Well, it is summertime here in Atlanta, y'all, and y'all know we call it Hot Atlanta. And uh, but all is well. I am doing really well. I'm preparing for my uh, first uh, vacation, and I, I'm trying to figure out where I want to go. Do y'all want to give me some uh, some great insight? I really want to go where there's some beautiful blue water. And I really only want to travel a total of maybe maybe four to five hours. So if anybody could give me some suggestions, uh, just email me at constanceatfulfillingyourpurpose.com. And of course, you can follow me on social media, uh, on Instagram, Law of Attraction Constance, on Facebook, Coach with Constance, and of course, on Twitter, what am I? <laughs> LOA Constance, Law of Attraction Constance. And uh, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. I want to thank all of you for your donations. You know what I do? I do out of love. I do because I, I want to serve and help people. And, you know, I was just looking at some uh, some of my stats recently and i was amazed just on one venue the millions of people uh, that have been reached so if the think believe and manifest talk show has ever inspired motivated changed pulled you out of the ditch uh giving you encouragement i'm asking you to to share your gift and to make a donation and the principle is that you bless what blesses you. So you can go to my website, fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Just hit the donate button, or you can cash app me. Let me see what my cash app name is. Dollar sign, Constance Arnold, no spaces. All right. And uh, if you're interested in coaching with me, uh, Y'all heard all of my guests. I mean, you know what the deal is, but just this week, you see, a coach can see your blind spots. A coach can receive the download of where you need to shift and or change. And I don't know why it's like that. I know I can talk to James Powers about something and he'll say it and it's just the thing that I need. I think that, you know, the Bible says that two are better than one. It is just something about the synchronicity of coming together 
that's so powerful. And I was just talking to Pastor Powers this week. He just gave me one little nugget, and it was exactly what, what I needed. And so when it comes to coaching, with me, you're getting the dynamic duo. I'm a professional counselor, which most coaches aren't. I'm just being honest. And then I am a certified coach. And just this week, I was coaching a client about her online business, and and stuff just wasn't happening for her. And I gave her just insight into one thing that shifted and changed her business. And so she said, why didn't I think that? Think about that. I said, well, that's why you have a coach. So, so you have to have the mindset that if you are coaching, it's an investment. So if you're interested in doing a discovery call with me, just email me at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. We'll do a 20-minute discovery call. No pressure from me. I'm not going to try to sell you a special package. It's just to see if we are a match. If you're sick and tired of just being where you are, it's July. What are you doing differently? Who are you being? What do you need to shift and change? You know, I had another person, one of my former clients who is a social media expert, and she called and shared something with me that, man, I got 10,000 plays, 20,000 plays on Instagram. And so, you see, that's why just doing stuff by yourself just just doesn't work, but you have to get the consciousness of that yourself. So let's make it happen, and let's see if we are a match. So I am answering the question of a listener. Let me get some water. She wants to know what is my daily, what are my daily affirmations, or what is my daily routine for saying affirmations. Well, I'm just going to share with you, uh, number one, that your faith-filled words are the most, one of the most powerful forces in the universe. Let me just say that. And so I don't do this every day, but probably four or five days I do something different. There are many things that I do, but I do know that when I meditate, that when I declare and decree my affirmations or my scriptures, when I praise and worship, when I relook in my goals, things happen. So this is just an example. I don't use the same affirmations every day, but I do believe that you speak them out loud. So she wants to know, you know, what do I say? So these, I'm just going to use one area. I'm going to use two areas. These are some of the things I say around money and abundance. And because I'm a Christian, you got to realize that some of these are scriptures, and then I'm going to add some other stuff. So the Bible says that if you shall declare and decree a thing, or if you shall declare and decree what you want, it shall be established and manifested in your life. And I'm going to say, if you ain't saying nothing, because you create your world with your words. What are you saying? I teach all of my clients that they need to have daily affirmations. So I just get up and I say, God, I thank you that you give me the power and the ability to get wealth because of your covenant. Um, you're given to me so that I can give to your kingdom and be a blessing to the knees around the world. Today, I declare and decree that I receive raises, bonuses, sales and commissions, favorable settlements, estates and inheritance, interest and income, rebates and returns, discounts and dividends, checks, gifts and surprises, lost money found, bills decreased and paid off, blessings and additional income. 
And then I say, and when I'm saying this, everybody, I'm usually walking around the house with my paper in my hand because I'm in, I'm in as much faith and conviction as I possibly can. And then I say, God, today I speak unto my harvest. And I receive the harvest today of all of the good seeds that I have sown. All of the people who have, all of the millions of listeners who have given to, I call in that harvest. I call in the harvest of ideas, favors, and opportunities. I call in open doors and blessings according to the quality of seeds that I have sown. I declare and decree that I receive divine ideas that produce supernatural financial increase and that God supplies all of my needs according to his riches. All right. And then I pull out my girl, Florence Scova Shin. And uh, this is just what I do. This is just in one area. I declare and decree usually over my health and my well-being, over my money and my business, over my love. But we're just talking about money. We're declaring and decreeing. So these are some things that I might say. I give thanks that the millions which are mine by divine right now pour in and pile up under grace in perfect ways. My supply is endless, inexhaustible, and immediate and comes to me under grace in perfect ways. I am fearless in releasing money and investing money in others, knowing God is my immediate and endless supply. I give thanks for my whirlwind of success. I am harmonious, poised, and magnetic. I now draw to myself my own. Today, I awake to my good and gather in the harvest of endless opportunities. I am now on the royal road of success, happiness, and abundance. Endless good comes to me in endless ways today. And I just go on and on and on. And so, and then over my business, I'm looking for my business affirmations. Um, over my business, I, I declare and decree that Lane Consulting and Training is blessed, that whatever I put my hands to prospers, that I offer excellent service and that people recognize my spiritual excellence and they are ready to purchase my good goods, products, and or services. I speak out that I excel, uh, I excel every day in everything that I do, that I'm thankful for each and every talent that I've been gifted to share with the world that I operate from a place of abundance. I have all of the resources that I need, that I am open to new ways of achieving success. I am focused, I'm organized, and I manage my time well. Uh, I treat people with kindness, and I operate from a place of integrity in my business. I believe that God is ordering my steps today. I am stress-free and I thrive well under pressure that there is a solution for every problem in my business, business that creating solutions comes easily and naturally to me and on and on. So for the young lady who wrote in and wanted to know, you know, what do I do every day in the area of affirmations, I got that out. That's just an example of what I do. And so can you see how even me just speaking those words out loud because I'm a speaking spirit. You are a speaking spirit. You can have what you say. And so if you aren't saying anything, because we live in a universal world that is voice activated, 
possibly things are not being accelerated for you. So do you have to speak as many as what I just shared? No, you do not, but I would encourage you to get affirmations and scriptures and mantras for every area of your life, no matter how you feel, no matter what it looks like, no matter what your outside circumstances might be, you're going to speak your words out loud because you are literally creating your world with your words. So if you're not giving voice, if you're not activating the blessings that are in the universe, you're calling those things into your life. So make up your list. You, you don't have to have as many as what I just shared. I'm just giving you an example. And then walk around your house in your car, record them on your phone, repeat them, <laughs> you know, while you're in your car, possibly driving, and begin to call in with your words, with affirmations, with declarations, um, what you desire. So that is my daily practice. And uh, it's, it's a, such a part of me. I've been doing it for over 20 something years. And when I don't do it, I can tell the difference in my life. It's something very powerful about faith-filled words. And this is the last thing that I'm going to say. And it is this, you know, when I said that faith-filled words are the most, one of the most powerful forces in the universe, in the universe. Nothing can stop you. You're unstoppable when you speak words of faith. And the Bible says, whatever you declare and decree, it shall be established and manifested in your life. That's so good. I'm going to listen to it myself. But we're going to go ahead and excited to hear what Dr. Jeremy Lopez is going to share with us. So everybody stay tuned. I'm going to be right back. For the past 30 years, Constance Arnold has coached clients globally in the areas of relationships, wealth, and career. Her vast clinical background gives her extraordinary understanding of human behavior to accelerate manifestation. Every coaching client receives proven action plans to create change from the inside out. Constance will be right by your side. Talk to her today at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Do you have an upcoming event where you need a dynamic speaker? Constance Arnold is a sought-after keynote speaker that will enlighten the entire audience with proven strategies that are aligned with your organization's vision and mission. An experienced speaker for major Fortune 500 companies, Constance has entertained audiences with inspiring change. Constance would love to make your next event an extraordinary success. Contact her today at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. I'm so excited. We have a powerful man, an international mover and shaker, a baller in the house. We have Dr. Jeremy Lopez, and Dr. Jeremy is an international teacher, life coach. I don't know how many books he's authored, but he's an author, entrepreneur, motivational speaker, humanitarian, and a minister. And Dr. Jeremy, he loves people, and he has just a deep passion and desire to empower all of us to really live a successful life. He wants to awaken within us those treasures that are lying dormant so that we can live an abundant and victorious life. I know him personally. He's a great man. He loves serving. Uh, I like him because he's just one state over from me in good old Alabama. So, That's Dr. Right. Jeremy Lopez, welcome back to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Yes, awesome. Thank you. It's so good to be with you, as always. One of my dearest friends, I tell you, Constance, I hear nothing but just awesome reports. It's almost like a rock hitting the water, and you're just echoing all these great reports from you, and I'm just like, I'm loving it. Well, thank you. Thank you. What you're doing in the earth. Well, uh, you know, it's so much I could talk to you about, but I want to see, I've, I've been watching you on the internet. I want to see how you've made it 
made it through the pandemic and what's what's some post pandemic mindset ideas treasures that you can say with share with the listeners oh wow i'm glad we have (laughs) (laughs) well you know i will say this one of the things you know, and, and let me also just sort of get this disclaimer out of the way. You know, I know the pandemic was bad for a lot of people. We yeah. saw a lot of people who lost their lives, a lot of people who suffered financially. And for that, I just, you know, it breaks my heart to see what the negative have done to, you know, has done to it. Mm-hmm. However, I will say this. I think the pandemic for me, from what I feel the Holy Spirit showed me, was almost like hitting the refresh button mm-hmm. um, with humanity again, you know, especially, you know, from people all over the globe, but even with Christians, because, of the idea that we have gotten so accustomed and so used to, we'll see a lifestyle that brought us to um, just trusting and faith uh, and trusting and having faith in our things. And, you know, even trusting and, you know, and having faith in like, when I get up in the morning, I'll get off at five, my paychecks, you know, this Friday, uh, knowing that there'll be food on the table because my routine is sort of concrete. And one of the things that God has been showing me is, that the pandemic brought forth a hitting the refresh button to show us and basically to sort of help force us out of comfort and say, this is a brand new season. It's a brand new open door for you. What are you going to do with it now that all the, the, the stops have been taken out from underneath you? Your foundation has sort of been disrupted. And honestly, I really feel, Constance, we're in a dynamic season um, where we are going from glory to glory, where we're really seeing God in his amazing ultimate love for us say, I'm giving you a fresh, clean start because I don't want you comfortable anymore. I want you to be able to create, 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 and and not just sort of recreate. And I want to say this, one of the things I've noticed about all of us, this, you know, the law of attraction mm-hmm. practitioners and the law of attraction world is we've gotten so accustomed because religion is such a deadly thing that we've gotten so accustomed to a religious uh, um pattern to just say i think i'm creating but what i'm really doing is just is just sort of recreating the same old thing mm-hmm. almost like we could say sort of um talking to the dead you know what i mean like resurrecting mm-hmm. what's dead but i feel like the refresh button is saying let's wipe away all the old quit recreating let's sit let's let you be a co-creator to create new things and a new life so it's a freaking so it's a second chance for lack of better words to to know really what it means to create and not keep on putting the same, a different name on what we've had before. I love that. I, I know you and I talked, and you talked about now is the time for open doors of favor. What does that mean? Share with listeners uh, about the open doors of favor with the law of the kingdom. What does that mean? Okay, so I'm glad you said that. Um, well, let me say this first of all. You asked me how many books that earlier. I'm actually at 74 at the moment. Yeah, and I got oh, five Lord. more. Crazy, crazy, but it's like keep on rolling here, little brain. Um, and I said that to say this in my one of my newest books on universal laws. I sort yeah. of break down a little bit of how how can I say this? How we need sort of governing laws for us. Okay, we need sort of what we call law of attraction. We need these governing laws to be able to be almost like a not really a boundary for us, but sort of help recreate, uh, but then create, and then also begin to say. If you work with me, like you've said before, if you work with me, you know, like law of attraction, if you work with me, I can take you beyond anything you're able to ask or think. So I think doors um, of favor is God's way of showing us, hey, you know what? I've given you these governing laws not to hurt you, not to harm you, but that you can educate yourself on them and they will work for you. But also they'll open up doors that no man can truly shut. And if you really think about the beautiful thing that we say, because we always say, you know, things such as, you know, God opens doors, no man can shut. Mm -hmm. That's so true. But think about the fact of governing universal laws that really man can't really input into my world of law of attraction. If I understand the law of attraction, then I know if I see that, that I can create, that I'm guaranteed that God is saying, good for you. That's a door. That's an educated door that I will open up spiritually speaking for you that you can jump into and truly nobody can shut because these laws are given personally to us to say either I want to work with them or work against them. But the good thing about the kingdom of God is really no man can shut them and no man can open them. It's up mm. to me to say, I have the power of life and death in my tongue. What do, What is it do I, what I want to behold? Do I want to hold a, a dynamic world? Do I want to hold a world that is, you know, falling apart? Do I want to behold a world that everybody's out to get me? 
or do I want to be able to work with this law and say, I want a better world for me. And all of a sudden, it's like the kingdom just opens a door and says, there's your favor right there. Wisdom. You know, that's good. And so really, there's a law of creation that's individualized. It is. You know, it, yours it, is different than mine. And once it's individualized, kind of like customized. <laughs> good for you. Know, you. I like and, and so nobody can shift and change that but, but us individually. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know we always say corporately, you know, we'll say, let's say, mm-hmm. you know, the body of Christ, the church, and we'll, we hear, you know, whether it's uh, another religion, or, you know, like corporately or humanity corporately. And we love that because unity is powerful. However, we can't sort of neglect the fact that individualism and authenticity reside in the treasure of my, my being that God's given me. And that's powerful because that way it says no matter what, for example, no matter what Constance says about me, good or bad, or no matter what she does for me or doesn't do for me, it can't affect the conscious mind in me of Christ that says, what do you believe? What, what do you want, Jeremy? You know, it doesn't matter what he says or she says. You know, one of my favorite stories that, you know, that I know you're very familiar with is the story of Jesus and Peter, you know, where he's like talking and he's like, well, you know, who, who do you say that I am? Now, I'm not concerned with everybody else, but who do you say that I am? And that's always stuck in me because it's never about, hey, you guys, you know, what are you guys doing over here as my disciples? It was always like individualized to say, Peter, I, what, what do you think? What, what do you think about me? Really, what he's saying is, what do you think I can do for you? What do you think you can do for yourself? What do you think this world can do for you? I mean, it's like it brought into an individualism of, I want to hear what you are thinking, not what everybody else is thinking. So when I hear that type of language, I think to myself, that's dynamic, that as an individual, a universal law that God has set in motion can work for me or not work for me. And it's all up to me. It's not about what anybody says about me. And if everybody else is cursing me, saying bad things about me or negative, whatever, the beautiful thing about it is what does Jeremy say? And what does Jeremy want to believe? And all of a sudden, I believe that every kingdom universal law right there says, that's what we want to hear. The moment you think for yourself, Jeremy, I'll work for you. What do you want us to do for you? So obviously, you believe that you can write books easily. You've written 70-something books. Back to the books. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, um, I do believe it. Yeah, I do. Uh, there was one point in my life where I thought, there's no way. I mean, I remember probably 14, 15 years ago, my conscious mind was never on the idea that I could write a book. I mean, you know, think about it, Constance. Sometimes we look at ourselves and we say, that's for them. That's for him. That's for her. But all of a sudden, when the fingers point back yourself and you say, but what can you do? And the first one I wrote, it became addicted to me because I realized at that moment, if all things are possible for those that believe, then I ought to do is just believe it, put my mind to it. And I did. And literally, I found revelation, like, you know how our brain works, like all the time, every moment, these 60,000 thoughts. And I grab a hold of one of those thoughts and I'm like, there's a book, there's a book, there's experience, there's a revelation. So I think experiences really just can, or are our books waiting to be written by, by us. Uh, the last time you were on my show, you talked about synchronicities. Mm-hmm. Uh, expound on that a little bit, and how can people tap into that? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I was an interview before you on synchronicities, oh, actually. Okay. Ago. Um, you know, I love these subjects because synchronicities to me, and the book is called Synchronicities, God's Universal Tools, because mm-hmm. I believe that, you know, we heard it said before, life is our teacher. It really is. You know, it's how we want to listen to life, to receive from it, mm-hmm. good, bad, and ugly. You know, what is life saying? What is the situation saying to me? And so I believe a synchronicity basically is like a pattern or a color or a number or a theme, a definition, a picture, a whatever it is that, that God wants to reveal to you to say, this is one piece of the puzzle. And if, and if really, and if you have an eye to see and an ear to hear, I'll share another piece. But one of the things I said earlier in, my, in another interview is this. It was what I call um, awakening awareness or conscious mm-hmm. awareness. And I know you've discussed this before. We have to learn to be awakened in our awareness to know what is going on right now. What is around me? 
what is being said to me, what is being said to me that I'm not hearing? That's a key thing for all of us. Something's always being said. You know, I'll tell you this. I feel like God told me last year something really cool. He says, something is always talking to you, which, you know, meaning God and things around me. Something's always talking to you, but the thing is, though, you don't hear it, but it doesn't mean it's not talking to you. And I really believe that everything around me is wanting to always say, you know, let there be, let there be, let there be, let there be life, let there be light, let there be creation, let there be a job, let there be money, let there be joy. But it, but do I want to hear that? It's not the fact I'm trying to find it. It's the fact it's calling me, but I don't, am I hearing it? And I think those are synchronicities that God is saying, if you pay attention, you'll go from glory to glory. You'll hear something that'll lead to something else. And you'll find yourself where the unfolding and expansion of your own personal universe will just continue to evolve. But you got to hear what, what life is wanting to say to you. Yeah. And, and I'll say this to you as well. Life mm-hmm. is so beautiful. I'm sorry. I, I should say life is so beautiful. It, it really is beautiful. And I think if we could just listen to life that God's given us, the world's our oyster. I mean, everything wants to help us out if we just want to, hear it in life so jeremy right now somebody who might be thinking i need more money jeremy i need i i I need a bigger house for my kids i want to leave that job so they need to sit still and listen or what what do they what would that look like in real time i like that absolutely well i definitely believe in the be be still and know absolutely theory because that's a powerful verse actually I believe there's something about internalizing. In other words, I believe it's going in ourselves and seeing the treasure in us. I believe it's going inside of ourselves and really discovering exactly what does it need to look like for me. And and I'm say I'll say this to say this that I think I'm going to answer a question with a question. I think I would ask the person and say, "What do you want to see about yourself? What do you want to see about money?" What do you want to see that money will do for you? What, what, you know, what is the purpose for you of having money? You know, if you think about it, a lot of times people are scared of money, you know, or we've heard the old saying before, you know, the, you know, the love of money is the root of all evil, evil. And so my thing is, are you separating yourself from money consciously because you are afraid to handle it? You're afraid of what it'll do to you, or you're afraid of what maybe you might do to it. I think you've got to ask yourself the question, what do I need money for? What are, you know? What is this money going to do for me? How can I bless the universe, people, with money? And, and I think when we, we we bring purpose and vision to money, all of a sudden I believe it starts talking to us and says, "I like what you're thinking. Hey, I'll give you more of myself because I know you're going to use me as energy, and it's going to bless the world with with it." So well, basically, you know, coming to union. Yeah, you talk about the divine mind. Explain that and why is that important? Do I know we all have one, but how do we tap into it with everything that's happening? I love that question. I wish there was an outline of just one, two, three, <laughs> you know? I I'll know. Give you my, take, okay, my revelation on it. I think the divine mind, honestly, is we could say the renewing of the mind, the transforming of the mind. But what, but what that looks like for me, honestly, is like the famous scripture that says, you know, think upon things that are praiseworthy, um, good report. And, and for me, I like to say this, if I really want to be able to, to move that divine mind, which I call that God mind, that mm-hmm. DNA in us, that, that I believe God is like saying, hey, all things are possible. Unlimitedness is right here. For me, I like to find the good in everything. This is how I train myself, is if I see my enemy, knowing that the Bible says to love your enemies, you know, that's a little hard to do, <laughs> let's face it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I find the good in people. And if I see somebody, for example, that I just don't care for, I'm like, there's something good within the person. I will find the good about them. If and, and if I and the old saying, if I don't see anything good about them, don't see anything at all. I always try to find the the good and and redefine it for myself in the situation. Just to say, the more I do that, the more I can be able to find God in that. I can find God in that person that maybe might have murdered somebody. You know, uh, I can I can find God in something that maybe, you know, uh, that doesn't look good because I know that. And this is how I look at it. If the scripture says that all things were made by me and for me, and without me, there's nothing made that was made. I mean, that's like God saying, hey, I'm in everything. If you choose to see me, that's your pro- that's your, that you can do that, or you can choose not to. And for me, the divine mind is saying, I, Lord, will bow to the fact that I will see you in everything, no matter how hard it is, no matter how you know struggling it, I, I will. So it's almost like I'm strengthening my mind by seeing the divine in everything. Oh, that's good. 
you know i noticed uh, uh, online that you were always very positive you would say come on people we can I'll look try. at the good <laughs> <laughs> i try you know and, and so you know a lot of people are talking about raising your vibration or keeping your vibration high how how would you define that for people and how do you do that in your own life well, you know, gosh, I did my podcast this morning called Thought, Thoughts Become Things. Oh, at you. <laughs> we'll talk about that some more. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I love my podcast. I really do. I'm like you, man. We just let it roll. Um, well, in my podcast this morning, I was mentioning about vibration. And one of the things I said is, if you think about it, we since we live in a vibrational world, for me, here's what I do. I sort of, sort of close my eyes and see all these amazing, like, electrical cords around me. And I'm like, which one do I want to plug into? Which one do I want to just sort of get zapped by, you know? And I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. If it's like attracts like, then what is it? Which one do I want the biggest electricity from? And if you think about the vibration for me, I'm like, we know scientifically and really medically too that, you know, joy and happiness, these things are the highest, most electrical, if you could call it that, mm -hmm. vibrations that are out there. So I'm like, I have no choice, God. I have to plug in to the strongest one. And that strongest vibration is I have to be joyful. I have to be happy. I have to be able to know that life is going to get better because it is good. And, 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 and so I always sort of let people know if you really want to move into the vibration, you know, to find your tribe or the vibration of maybe what is that wheel for me? Or I just want a better job. I want a better home, whatever. I always say, then get happy about it. Just just start. And like you said before, start feeling, feeling it, but also not just feeling it, but just sort of look at it, look at it in an imagery point of view. I love the imagination. You know, if you really think about scripture, you think of the only thing that God said is cast down vain imagination. God never said cast down vain I mean, imagination, just vain, which is limited. So I look at that and I say, that means I got to imagine it. I got to see it. I got to find the most electrical cord vibration, vibration around me, and I'm going to plug into that. And the only way I can imagine it is grab my joy, and my joy will automatically just plug into it, and I'll be zapped from here on out. And that's sort of how I look at it. I bring, I bring that's good. I really that do. You, well, you and I both know D.E. Park, and his mantra for the year is get happy, stay happy, be happy, and see Love what it. happens. And Love so, you know, that's, it sounds like it's a choice for people. You can yeah. choose to be happy. So you mentioned uh, imagination. Let's go back to that a little bit. That's so big. How can, what, what, what would that look like in the lives, everyday lives of people? Yeah. Well, you know, if you think about we either are audio people or, or visual, visual people, mm -hmm. you know, and I like to, I'm very intuitive prophetically. So um, in my life coaching sessions, I like to sort of hone in on sort of spiritually speaking, where, which one is strongest within that person. And I love to do that before the sessions. And so okay. I like to be able to do that. And the reason why is because if I sense more of the visual effect, which really most people are more visual, if you think about it, because the imagination doesn't really think like, if I think of conscious, I see your face. I don't think of your name, C-O-N. You know what I mean? I, think, I see mm -hmm. your face. Mm -hmm. And so we're most of us are visual people. So I always say the imagination is something to play with, have fun with, to, you know, be the Superman, be the Wonder Woman. You know, I'm a huge sci-fi geek. And so I'm just all about the Marvel comics, everything else, because mm -hmm. I love the imaginational part of it of I can fly. I can, I've got strength. I've got, and so I picture myself in the imagination of God of how God sees me. And I believe in all of us, there is a superhero. You know, I know you know this, but you know, I used to, gosh, I used to love Whitney Houston. Who did not love that woman? Right. Voice. But you know, when you think about, you know, um, one of the, th one of the, some of the songs that she mentioned, I'm trying to remember now what it was, recollect of it, um, you know, the children of our future, but she mentioned things that were always dealing with things like that. And, and I feel like that, uh, no, the, and I'm sorry, Mariah Carey, my fault. The hero was the hero. Uh -huh. Yeah. And I do believe that if we could sort of picture that hero inside of us, what if God mm. sees us as a hero? I think our imagination should be, I'm God's superhero. I'm a superhero. I'm here to help people. I'm here to, you know, bring people joy and happiness. So I think the imagination is just that. Carry you back, carry yourself back to child to your childlike faith and see yourself as that hero doing what heroes do. And it's you not know, the imagination. You it know, really, I, it, it does. You know, 
I love that, Gary, because you said you did your podcast and you recorded before me. I mean, your imagination for this day has to be, I'm energetic, I'm, I'm awake, I'm excited. I mean, even earlier this morning for everything that you're walking out doing today. I do. Every day is really busy. I'm not going to lie about it, but <laughs> I, it's busy. I mean, I got a podcast, I'm writing books, I've got sessions all day long. I mean, you know, I, I do prophetic readings all day. I do at least 25 readings a day. Isn't that crazy prophetic work? Oh my Lord. Yeah. If you could see, I've got a recorder. I don't know where it is oh, now. Oh my God. Lord. 25 a day at least. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's, we're booming here. We'll just put it that way. Yeah, I, I got you. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. I love it. So, well, let me say this also, if you don't mind, okay. to answer your question. I feel that people will be busier if you just really love, once again, love life and really love yeah. the fact that when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, I'm here. I've been given a day to breathe and live. Who am I to never share myself with somebody else? Yeah. Because everybody needs people. We need love. We need smiles. So I feel like I want to love life. And I want to be able to give that life to people. And the more I can share of myself of funny, you know, laughs or comment, then I know I can bring a smile to somebody. And I think it's really about, do you love life or is life a struggle for you? You can change it. If it's, if it's struggle, change it. Love, love life and it will love you back. I love it because your vibration is just emanating out to all my listeners. And for those of you who are watching this, you can see how energetic he is. So you mentioned thoughts become things. Yes. And so expound on that a little bit. Do we need to be intentional? Do we need to meditate? I'm asking you all this stuff, Jeremy, that everybody asks me. I know you the prophet. What, what uh, would you say about our thinking? Hey, I'm not the guru of all knowing, but hey, we'll <laughs> go for it. <laughs> you know, um, I, I named my podcast Thoughts Become Things years ago because, as you know, I used to have you know, a show here on, on Law of Attraction mm-hmm. Radio. And one of the things that really hit home with me is – what if I did have a say so in my life? What if life, you know, what if life just doesn't happen? What if I really could create a space and step into it? And actually, I'm writing a book. It'll be out in a couple months, actually called Creating Your Own Space. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought I figured I needed to write it from my personal point of view of like how I did it. And, and I look and I think if there's an entrance of like this, this sort of circle in my life, what if I could create that and just step right into it? I mean, just, and I picture myself thinking, what if I could just put one foot inside of it? Would it make a difference? Would it, would it be the echoing effect, the, 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 the water, you know, effect we say as you throw a rubble, you know, I mean, a ripple effect, you know, can I really change life? Can I really, does, does, and here's another thing God's really shown me is that does, yes, does life matter about me? In other words, does life really care what I have to say or what I, you know, and what I do? And it's like all of a sudden, I feel like everything around me is alive. And, and this is one thing I encourage people to do. Don't look at life or cars or homes. Don't look at it as things. You know, it can be materialistic to you or it can be, let's say, like a, like a living, breathing thing. Hey, car, today, thank you for taking me to work. How have you been doing? You holding up? You need any gas today? I really do. I look at life that way because I think that everything, since everything's energy, everything's vibrational, I have to be able to look at things and, and treat it as if it is alive. And, and I feel like, because I think everything's wanting to talk back to us. And I'm like, if everything's wanting me to engage in it, engage in life, that means I can make a difference. And it is hearing me. It is hearing. Something's hearing me. Or a lot of somethings are hearing me. Well, and I always encourage people, treat everything not as things. Treat it as what it is. It's energy. It's alive. It's vibrational. And it wants to talk to you, but you got to treat it and talk back to it. It will treat you good. Think about it. What you sow into, you read back. How do you want to be treated? You want your car to treat you good and take you to work? Are you going to say, you piece of sorry, sorry, junk, you know? you got to talk to life with respect. Yeah, I love that. So, Jeremy, you know, for Christians out there who are saying, you know, these universal laws and and, and oh, somebody asked me the other day, do you still believe in Jesus? Do you still believe in God? I said, well, you know, there's the presence of the spirit, but then there are fixed universal laws. Expound yeah. on that a little bit because we, you and I both have heard people say, are you making the law of attraction your God? Uh, and so a lot of Christians are frustrated because nothing is happening because yeah. they're not tapping into these governing laws, like you said. 
I agree. And I think what you just said actually is, it is, it's, it's the, the detachment. And I think if we could bring the attachment to, to place of understanding for a lot of them, because as you know, you know, you know, I have a ministry and I have thousands and thousands of, of, of Christ followers. And mm -hmm. the thing that I love about it in Christianity is because I'm like you, you know, I'm a Christ follower. And one of the things that I love about it is bringing the wisdom to let people know, hey, here's the thing. If you think about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God itself, you know, you think of you, you reap what you sow. Well, okay, is that a is that a kingdom law, universal law? Does it reign upon the just and the unjust? In other words, does it work for Hindus and Muslims and Christians and atheists and people who hate God or love God? Does reaping and sowing work for all these people? And if you can answer that one question and realize, like the Bible says, it reigns upon the just and the unjust, if you can, if you know in your heart, which most people do, that it's for everybody. Then, then what if we call it for what it really is? It's universal. It's a universal law. It doesn't mean it's outside of God. It's in God, under God. It's a fact that God created it because of the fact that he loves the world. And if and yeah. anyone can just say, I can actually do that. I don't have to feel like I'm perfect or I have to be part of your tradition. I can do that. So for Christians, here's what I say. I give them that example. And then I say this law of attraction, once again, is no different than um, I think somebody has a dynamic dynamic show called think, believe and manifest. I'm not mistaken, but, uh, Absolutely. but <laughs> that's right. You know, it's uh plugging you here, but you know, you think of, you know, asking shall be given, seeking, you shall find knocking the door show up, shall be open. So if you really think about it, Law of attraction is nothing more than foundationally we could say think positive. Think positive because I want to reap what I, I mean, I'm gonna reap what I'm gonna sow. What do you want to sow? Hey, what if I sow joy today? I'm gonna reap joy back. To me, I would say law of attraction in its simplistic form is just maybe another way of saying you reap what you sow. Bottom line. Yeah. And, I mean, people ask me, they say, well, that means if I, if, you know, if I'm trying to attract wealth, you know, then is that selfish? Is that stingy as a Christian? Is it, you know, um, am I calling upon another God? What's going on? I say, here's the key thing. Everything in this universe that God cares about is the heart. Where is your heart? Yeah. Whatever your heart is, that's your treasure. So you want, you want money? Get a vision, get a purpose for it, get a vision, and, and always don't be selfish about it. I, I think the law of attraction to me is nothing more than sowing and reaping and love. Love, so love, 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 love. What can law of attraction do for you? But more importantly, what can it do for other people? To me, I think I'm gonna say this. This is this is this is my little soapbox for just a moment. It, Go ahead. It's, okay. I think a Christian who doesn't believe in law of attraction, I would have to say, how can I say this? It might be selfish on your part not to believe in something that God has said for God so loved the world that he gave. There's got to be something with law of attraction that says, you know, attract what you want because what you're going to get is going to be really a vision of, uh, of what do you want to do for people? You know, what can I do? I want a better job because of this. I want a better life because of this. I want a good wife, a good husband because of this. So it really everything is about giving if you think about it. And even the Bible even says to love, you can't love your neighbor unless you love yourself. So self-love pulls in law of attraction to still say, and it's okay to want something for myself too. So I think law of attraction is nothing more than a beautiful law we've been given of, of love. I love that. And for you, I, 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 like I said, I watched you during the pandemic and you just mentioned self-love and, and, uh, and so all my listeners every day I would see Dr. Jeremy, well, I'm getting ready to go run in the park. And so <laughs> I saw you practicing the principle of self-love and yeah. self-care. Expound on that a little bit, because a lot of people put other people first and I'm, I'm kind of like you. I love caring for others, but I love caring for myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, think about it. if I'm no good, you know, what can I be good to you? If, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I have something beautiful to tell you. You'll like, okay. I, I learned this the other day from my friend, John Scott. Um, he was, he's from Georgia, came in here and spoke and it just blew my mind away. And he said, we usually say to ourselves, you know, um, I need to fix myself. And something that's really interesting about that phrase, he says, so if you feel like you're broken and the broken you is going to fix the broken you, he said, that doesn't make any sense. And he said, so in other words, instead of saying I'm fixing myself, he says, why don't we allow just God's love to just permeate us and say, 
I tell you what, at the present moment, I might not feel good. I might not feel like maybe something is right within me. So mm -hmm. I'm going to let you God just love on me. And I'm just going to saturate in that love and let love fix me. Just let love maybe, uh, for lack of better words, maybe correct or maybe align me. That's probably a better word than sort of broken. Maybe align me into an awakening that maybe I don't see about myself. Because I believe if we're whole people anyway, that the only fragmentation and brokenness we have is just right here you know Ooh, just in, in a month so i'm thinking just let just let that love just sort of marinating that love let that love just bring me to that understanding that everything's fine it's all good so for me what i do in my in my self-care is try to take care of my body try to my best eat the best i can I'm not perfect about it which i wrote a book on comes out a couple of months <laughs> but uh is yeah i know i'm crazy i just like i ah, love it god crazy for crazy for revelation but i really could say Exercise, yes, healthy, yes, but more importantly, the only thing that really brings gratitude for our identity is really giving that self, myself, a big hug, giving my, giving love to me to say, you are an amazing person. There's a difference between pride and like, hey, I'm so, I'm so hot, I'm so nice, I'm so wonderful. You know, there's a difference between pride and ego, and just saying, I am so humbled that. God, you've made me the way I am, and and I yeah. love everything about me. And and there's sometimes I literally just close my eyes and it just makes me like come to tears because you know when you close your eyes, you internalize and you think there's such an overwhelming sense of beauty inside of us, and there's such an overwhelming mystery that I have not yet discovered that just takes me further and further down this rabbit hole of just love and beauty and and an awesomeness and and, and just all that stuff so for me self-love is closing your eyes get inside yourself and just remember i'm a huge mystery and i'm discovering more about myself every day that's amazing and beautiful i love it well lastly i want to talk about the law of action you know a lot of folks say i got this great idea i want to change dr jeremy i want this i want that what about action and of course you've heard and i've heard Constance, is that God speaking to me or is that me speaking to move? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How number important one, is action? <laughs> number one thing I've heard from people. Is that me or is that God? Yeah. Well, you know, and, and as, we, as many of your listeners know, you know, uh, God gives us desires for hearts. I believe those desires are God's given anyway. I mean, we've got the God gene in all of us, you know, so... I would say, first of all, I believe that desire is a God thing for you, you know, and I think that the difference how I'll say this, the difference how you can tell if it's a God thing or it's a, it's a Jeremy thing is this is going to sound funny in a positive <laughs> way. If it drives me mad to where I, it never leaves me, I am like, I'm going for it. If it, mm -hmm. if it leaves me in a couple of days or a week later, my mind's on something else, I'm like, ah, eh, that might have been a, a, a Jeremy thought, you know? So I always say the beautiful thing about God is he'll drive you mad with a, with, with a desire, and it'll just never leave. It'll haunt you every day until you're like, oh, God, I, I want to do this. I want to do this. And I think that's a beautiful thing. I think it's a beautiful thing, you know. Um, that to me is how you can tell the the purpose and the vision that's just that God just drives in us in a good way. Um, let's see, and, and also I'll say this to you: one thing you mentioned about action, I would say when a when a God thought in you is just really like, and I and I use in a positive way that craziness or the word madness mm -hmm. because I love it because it's got to drive you, you know. And I think that when there's a God thought in you and it's just driving a hole in your heart to like, oh, I got to do this. It's almost like do or die. That to me is where you know that your action is coming out of a true deep passion and not like, uh, you know, mom said I better do this. My boss said I better do this, you know, because really action there is not formulated with love. It's not formulated out of, out of a desire. It's formulated out of legalism and have to and must. It's, there's an old saying. Now I'm going to say this. You guys are going to, I know our listeners are going to laugh. because we've all heard it. <laughs> It's like me saying, Constance, I love you in Jesus. Okay, so in other words, if without Jesus, I wouldn't love you, you know, or I love you in the Lord. So if it wasn't for the oh, Lord, yeah. I love you, you know, and, and you, we can't just say, I love you. That's it, you know? And so um, I said that to say this, that I think that we need to look at ourselves every day and say, action will, if you have love for something, the action will just automatically fall behind it because love will literally drive you in a positive way, insane with that thing to where it's like, it's a drive and you're like, ah. Oh. And so action to me just follows after love. If It's like, for example, if you meet somebody and you're like, man, I'm really in love with her. I'm really in love with him. I just want to spend more time with him. I want to date him. 
what does love do? Love drives the action to pick up the phone and say, can you go on a date with me? Do you want to go on a movie with me? So I say, if you don't have love, hang up the action because then it's nothing more than legalism and it's dead works. It'll mean nothing to you. And you'll turn around and say, this law of attraction stuff doesn't work, Constance. No, it does work. It's just you didn't have the love and the passion and the, we'll say, the God desire behind it for the action to just follow behind it. Man, I could talk to you all day, but I know you got you got other stuff to do, uh, Dr. Jeremy. So give give us your website. Do you have sure. any specials? How can people contact you for prophecies? Uh, yeah. What about your books, etc.? Absolutely, I appreciate you asking that, and I definitely appreciate this interview. I've, I there's I love I'm always tickle pink whenever I know that Constance Arnold <laughs> interviewing me. I do. Thank you. So one of my favorites here, but um, uh, it's identitynetwork.net or also identitynetwork.com, and uh, just give you a runabout. We have thousands of books. I have 14, um, 14 courses out you can get certified in. Uh, I've actually got, of course, 74 books and counting. We have a book of the month program where a book comes out every month. Um, and prophecies, that's one of the things that I'm pretty much known for as a prophet is mm -hmm. um, people write in, and we do ask that they give a donation because we do support emissions. Uh, I do believe in feeding people and really helping people. I will never say less fortunate because there's nobody less fortunate. Everybody's I love that. Love it. I don't, it's almost like saying love the unlovable. No, stop. No one is unlovable. Everybody's lovable. So, uh, so I always say if you can give a donation to help these amazing people that we can sort of awaken them to mm -hmm. food and stuff, that'd be great. Um, and then what I usually do is I usually sort of pray and uh, send a, pr a prophetic word uh, out to you by audio in your email, and there you go. And hopefully it'll be a powerful thing for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody, I was on your network earlier today prior to the interview, and I'm like, wow, look at all of the goodies. And it's so detailed, <laughs> so many products, goods, and services available to listeners. And listeners, I'm going to really encourage you to visit his website and really read his books. They're easy reads. I feel like sort of chunk with a lot of nuggets of wisdom. You know, I, I just love it. So, Jeremy, do you have any prophetic thing you want to say to the world? Or, or? <laughs> I, I, Hey, that's a big mouthful here. You know me, I love to talk. No, I'll, I'll just <laughs> short and sweet for you. Um, I want to, yeah, I will say this. You asked mm -hmm. about the pandemic earlier. This has been on my heart. Okay. Allow the pandemic to really be you imagining you're hitting the refresh button and saying, you know, today in this month, I can start again. I can I can start my life again. And I want to say this. I know a lot of people, once again, are struggling. You know, maybe you might be struggling for a, a lock, uh, maybe a loss of a job or maybe a loss of a spouse during COVID. But I want to say the beautiful thing right now, and I believe really felt impressed by the spirit to say this, is that you can begin again. Mm. And and I always look at myself and think, no matter how many mistakes we make, you know what. I can start right now and shift my entire world again within a matter of a second. Prophetically, I would say this also. I do feel, and I, I do feel there's about, and I don't know why, but I'm getting the number 14. But I'm okay. feeling like there's 14 people right now that are, um, that I feel like are really about to come into not just a new job, because I don't want to be too general with this, but I want to say this, that I feel like that there's seven of them that God is encouraging you because you've been really feeling like, I need to go back to school. Should I go back to school? And I feel seven people are warring with that inside. They're like, should I, should I, should I? And I really feel like God's like, go, go back to school. And then the other, the other people, the other seven out of the 14, I really feel God is even saying that this is a time where it's not even just promotion on your job, but I really see like you doing, like redoing resumes. I feel, and I, I really see also several people that God is telling me that your resumes are beautiful, but you need to tweak it. And I feel like there's a couple of words that are outdated. I get that really strong in my spirit, and it's going to be like, bam, you'll get a new job. I'm really feeling like this is an upgrade. It's a uh, changing words, changing definition about yourself. And I'll just sort of say this too real quick. One thing the spirit has impressed on me is how you want your, your future job to see you is how you need to learn to see yourself because they're going to see how you see yourself. So I would say change the image you see about yourself and you will attract that beautiful job because I really feel this is that season to do that. And, and also the definition and the wording about yourself. Change what you have said about yourself. Y'all need to email Dr. Jeremy behind that word of prophecy and make a donation to his ministry and to his work. I'm strongly encouraging everybody to do that. It's been an honor to connect with you. 
Uh, I love you and I love the work that you're doing, who you are, your being. And as I say every week, everybody get happy, stay happy and see what happens. Make a decision to create a powerful week. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Need extra money this summer? Once Upon a Child can help put cash in your wallet. Go through the closets, playroom, and garage. Do you have outgrown clothes, bikes, or strollers? Once Upon a Child buys your gently used kids clothes, shoes, furniture, toys, and baby gear. They buy all seasons, all day, every day. No appointment necessary. Sell what your kids are no longer wearing or using to Once Upon a Child. Once Upon a Child in Jonesboro, off Mount Zion Boulevard, next to Clothes Mentor.